all right we're back folks once again live in greenwood bonjour shalom and what's up and welcome back to how you living y'all live in effect here in north portland or north seattle sorry north portland i was just in north portland (laughs) days ago so sorry for the confusion in cities back from a camping trip chaz answering the question once again two weeks from the last time how you living you know what i'm good i'm good you know just came back from oregon too. watched the eclipse that was an awesome experience yeah that was uh that was pretty epic for the the world at large man uh to be able to see uh an eclipse this year but yeah went through oregon at totality and uh how how was that all together like how was that experience it was it was cool there was a lot of people in this open field uh we went near the university of oregon and like right when totality hit it was just like darkness and you could just see this nice little like halo and it just looks like the way you see it in all those fantasy movies and i was just sitting there i'm like so is the age of magic gonna come back now right exactly yeah maybe you can get uh you can cast some spells you know exactly as long as you roll the right dice but i haven't shown any magical abilities right so whatever special radiation that i thought i might get from the eclipse didn't happen oh that's funny well uh welcome back radiation free (laughs) to uh our lovely emerald city seattle where we host how you live in the show that answers the question how you live in (laughs) we basically try and talk about what's going on in the world today and a lot of it is going on uh between the uh the administration and um the weather yeah it's been uh it's been a wild week and uh we typically start this show with a little segment we like to call callbacks and that's a mm. uh, a non-soundboard version. But yeah, callbacks. Uh, what do you have uh, with your two weeks off? Any any thoughts or minds on the uh, topics we've covered? Uh, yeah, I think we should like go back to Charlottesville for a little bit because Charlottesville happened like right as we were recording, so we didn't know a lot of things that were happening. And when things like news bites were first coming out, it was definitely, it felt like the neo-Nazis and the white supremacists were doing all this bad stuff and not getting penalized for it. But uh, slowly but surely, they have been getting penalized for it. But there also have been people who have been mistaken as those people getting those penalties. So it's kind of a mixed bag. But so, and I was listening to a lot of different podcasts and a lot of different news sources that talked about like, what do the monuments actually mean? Because if you didn't know, uh, the white supremacists co-opted the destruction, well, not the destruction of a monument, but the removal of a monument. And that's when they said, like, good Jews will not replace us. And uh, and the Tiki Torches, they co-opted that. And then the big massacre uh, that killed Haley uh, happened the next day. So then there's just been a bunch of people going down to Virginia and talking about their Confederate roots and how like they're they have a group out there called like the confederate sons of america and if you had a grandfather or a great-grandfather that was a soldier in the confederate army they tried to do their best to uh hold up their memory of fighting for like their values and stuff like that but you and they always and they were like but the civil war was fought over slavery and they're like well only nine percent of people owned slaves in the south and everything like that i was just like yo if you don't if you don't but you benefited from that industry so you you need to stop 
Yeah, and it's uh, it's 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 also led to yeah, and a, a series of other um, events surrounding statues. You know, people pulling them down in protest on their own mm-hmm. um, on the campus, and and like yeah, it's been uh, it. It's really interesting that that <clears throat> particular city, just based on the events that happened there. Uh, is going to be kind of the the call for to to kind of remind people mm-hmm. of what was going on. Um, they'll just be like kind of the remember Charlottesville situation. And uh, as we as we kind of have these skirmishes pop up in you know smaller ways comparatively, but ultimately kind of the same mm-hmm. the same battle uh, everywhere. And and I'm hearing reports of it you know out here in the West. You know of people brandishing. Uh, different types of um, white power related insignias and whatnot while they're kind of walking in very public places with around people that that would clearly make uncomfortable mm-hmm. and as a show of kind of just like we're here and so yeah it's been uh it's been a, a trying time and yeah we should always we should always look into what what happened at charlottesville and kind of check in uh, as far as you know that community and the people that were affected by that community's gatherings of both uh you know the alt left slash terrorist organization of uh of white supremacists and then mm-hmm. the now declared terrorist organization of mostly just citizens standing up against fascism mm-hmm, right uh it's not even like antifa is their like gestalt name yeah and they're not even like one total group is a yeah bunch of groups exactly <coughs> a, a lot of free-minded individuals too that just are coalescing in the idea of going against the the hatred yeah and i think there's need to be something said about uh making a not making a distinction between violence against people just for who they are and uh, violence against bad ideas right and uh, and i don't even mean like bad ideas i mean like things that are taboo and should always be taboo part of a callback right exactly (laughs) and but no that's serious i mean definitely when people start to normalize different uh feelings and and notions that are against um, different cultures and people and continue those things and, and normalize that activity that's typically considered a taboo or considered wrong though that's how these things kind of push their way into to modern normal society you know and you see it in faster ways in other countries that have just don't have quite the structure that we have mm-hmm. as far as freedom of, of identity and 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 kind of how it's policed and everything but yeah, you'll see these sweeping changes of opinions about different groups and different way of life, and you know the the results are are devastating. You know, yeah, it's often genocide if it if it can be, and mm-hmm. if the, if they get away with impoverishing the group, then that's what they'll do. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know, you know, and then and then you got things like the eclipse, which I think kind of. They just show you kind of this bigger picture situation of how we're, we're dealing with all these ultimately tiny skirmishes. Oh, yeah. As oh, far yeah. as the spectrum of the universe. Oh, yeah. No, we're a tiny blue dot. Yeah. And, 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 and like that's. Yeah. That should be the most humbling thing in the world. But, right. You know. Yeah. Humans be humans. But yeah. Well, that's a that's a kind of a, a good uh tail end of our uh, our early open segment about callbacks always uh 
reaching into the 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 depths of what we've talked about before and then uh the state of america is typically i love it when a plant wait the plan hasn't come together (laughs) (laughs) when do i get to start the cigar i've been holding the cigar for 240 days yeah i have no no idea how long he's been in office i mean i love that we finally stopped counting that was good right it's like i don't even get that 100 days thing yeah i mean obviously there's been a couple presidents that got a lot done in that time period and so that was kind of where that mark but it really doesn't yeah it's three months 10 days so what is yeah i mean I mean, it's kind of like when you try to do your best in the first 90 days of your job. So, right. So you keep it and then you're like, all right. I'm good. Like, that's what it seems like. It incentivizes instead of like, just let the president, you know, president. But anyway, the yeah. state of America. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, currently, right now, obviously, we're dealing with the aftermath of the Houston. Uh, floods and, and the hurricane devastation that they've been dealing with uh, this week. Um, what was it? Hurricane, was it Harvey? Yes, Hurricane Harvey. Came through and then the supplement, like uh, ultimately the uh, the swell and the water damage that occurs after that situation mm-hmm. inundated the cities in parts. And, uh, you know, that's, that's now, you know, Trump's response, you know, is going to be a big part of his administration and uh you know it's kind of yet to see what direction he's going I, I haven't really heard any major headlines about his moves with fema and all that i assume he's kind of letting them roll autonomously as they normally do yeah i was watching uh the the sunday news block and they had the fema director on there and it was very interesting because when it came to helping out houston he was all like yeah the president said we have the money to do what we need to there's no blockers there and everything like that. But then they started to always grill him on the political things that he was saying. And he did the usual spin dodge, sort of like, no, you got to think about the people in Houston. Like, why are you talking about the things in Russia when you got to think about the people in Houston? Spin dodge, spin dodge. So it, it was so them getting uh, help and everything from FEMA. I think they're good. And so, OK, I, I, I'm glad on that. It's kind of. It does seem like if if you don't get a Trump headline about something, it's probably because that department is doing all right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. He probably doesn't have his hands in very much of it. You know, because a lot mm-hmm. of the the you know the departments that are getting stuff done are pretty pretty staffed permanently. For sure. You know, so we'll uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. You know, ultimately, and uh, hopefully that humanitarian crisis can be you know turned around sooner than later i mean the estimate i just read said 180 billion yeah it's possible houston is a city of 2.4 million people yeah which means if that's if that's low that -hmm. you're looking more like a quarter trillion because you go 250 billion you'd be at a quarter trillion so wow like a quarter trillion dollars for um uh you know basically a storm yeah for sure you know, and they're always talking about savings and government and stuff, you know, and then it's Mother Nature shows you mm-hmm. her hand. Yeah, to be a little dark, I bet you that Trump is going to spin the rehabilitation efforts within Houston as a huge jobs creation program. Okay. I mean, kind of all uh, <clears throat> uh, Chris Christie's ability to spin Sandy as his kind of like shining moment of governor of like 
how he was able to kind of rebuild the coastline mm-hmm. with, within his term, you know, and that his partnership with Obama, although crossing certain party lines, was, was you know, his stalwart dedication to his citizens, knowing that he had to work with the president at the time. And, like, so, yeah, I could see Trump kind of playing the opposite role, being the president that <clears throat> needs more, you know, justification mm-hmm. by working with the Houston side, you know, and the people there. Texas in general. I honestly think that uh, the way he truly handles it from start to finish will determine how much of his base he keeps. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, I, I'm, I'm well aware now that he is not worried about losing his base. And I think his base is, for some reason, just dedicated. I mean, there are parts of it that are definitely barely clinging on, you know, that mm-hmm. are, are more Republican. But... <clears throat> That's that's a smaller major- minority of his voters than those that like came out and voted for him. So, I don't know, he's just he's kind of got this blank check, you know. And they they feel so they're so most of them in that kind of camp, they're so against Obama that they're kind of like, well, Obama got 8 years. Mm-hmm. So, we got to give this guy 8 years. And they're kind of in that camp. So, it's kind of doesn't even matter what he does in these first four. Like already on his side so yeah good thing i only think that his base would be i would say 15 percent of voters probably overall like his actual like identified yeah 15 20 maybe mm-hmm. up into the 20 if you if, if you yeah. scan some of those like libertarian and independent voters he snagged mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um they may still be on his side especially with his business and industry cutting taxes regulation he's going to only attract more of those so uh that's true. Oh, yeah, the libertarians might come out in, in droves. Next yeah, time. and that's why we have to kind of more focus on that coalition side on the blue. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't it didn't form this last time. It needs to gel together. You know, Power Rangers, Blue Rangers need to come together. Heck yeah. So, uh, that's yeah, that's that's kind of the only way you can go against. Cause yeah, he's basically his Trump card uh, is <laughs> that he's holding on to twenty percent of the electorate right now. And 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 the rest is a is a is a is a puzzle of of other groups, you know, <clears throat> this far alt left included. Right. You know what? I have a funny feeling is going to happen. And well, I think in 2018, you know, Democrat people will vote democratically is what I should say. Right. But I think in 2020, um, I think there's probably going to be some weird uh coalition between the moderate left and the moderate right okay yeah i mean i've always i've always loved the idea of a moderate candidate Mm -hmm. yeah but um they're kind of fodder for both sides yeah and that's 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 been the problem so far is is that they uh yeah, they they're they're fodder for both sides. So if the Democrats have an argument against them, they'll they'll lobby it at them, and then they'll also be taking lobbies from the far right, where they're like telling them, you know, you're you're against this, you should be for this, and pulling them in that direction. And so uh, that's how you, the death of the middle occurred, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean that that guy, uh, the idea of a moderate. <clears throat> I guess the only way you could create that party in my mind is over a period of time, uh, moderate Republicans, and moderate dig- Democrats passing uh, legislation together. Yeah, that's true. Proving a course of legislat- <clears throat> legislative uh, identity 
that's similar in a way that they could actually coalesce into a major candidacy based on a proof positive of path of ideals. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think right now it's so speculative. You're just as you're equal in the Green Party as you are in the Libertarian side. That's with, true. With a little edge to the Libertarians because they have more people in government. Um, and then uh, independent in general, kind of right there as well. Mm-hmm. This the whole kind of third wheel segment is all kind of equal in its opportunity to ever be a, a secondary ca- candidacy, and it's kind of never really been proven to be possible. Yeah, that's true. Unless another party dies, you know, if one of these other parties completely just implode and dissolve, and you create a vacuum. And then a new party can form. That's that's happened several times. Indeed. <clears throat> so, and I'm wondering, like, yeah, I feel like it could happen on both sides quite easily right now. Yeah, they're both vulnerable for sure. As far as uh, as far as this moment in time, you know, what if the the question, what does it mean to be a Democrat? What does it mean to be a Republican? Is more vague now than it's ever been. That's true. You know. And it's it's vague as well as more uh, larger spectrum of ideals that could align with it. You know, the 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 blue and the red are just getting wider as they go along. You know, and uh, and 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 that's I think the division. You know, it's kind of like the you're feeling the the pull between the the party, and then there's that thinning layer between as as people go to either one side or the other. That's true. And 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 I think that that was the Hillary Bernie, and now that's Republican v Trump on the Republican side. Yeah, because it's pretty much the rest of the Republicans. Like, other than the people in his cabinet, they're all pretty much fighting for their lives. Yeah, you know, because like their constituencies are mad at them, uh, and then they can't do anything about it because Trump has these certain agendas. Mm-hmm. They're not getting the bills they want. They're not getting the votes they want, you know. So they're just looking like fodder for a uh, for a, a campaign loss mm-hmm. in the future if they're going up for re-election in the coming years. Hell yeah. So, I mean, that, and I guess that's the vulnerability of the Republicans that's obvious. And, and the Democrats could pick off some seats in 2018, and that's, like, got to be the focus. It's got to mm-hmm. be about picking off seats because, you know... That's oh, that's ultimately how these bills are going to get slowed down and ultimately passed in the right direction. That's true. Yeah. And like I said, a few, another callback kind of piece is like we as Democrats or supporters of that kind of idealism uh, need to really find and, and vet some good candidates now. Yeah. That we want to support and that we want to see in a battle and that we want to see in a fair elective process where they mm-hmm. get to travel around and debate and 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 earn the party's respect and votes at the convention and make the convention also something that's like sacred again something where we we feel it's the moment we come together and we nominate and we get a vote in the way we want to vote but ultimately the nomination that is presented is somebody we respect and that we 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 get behind you know and that there are not just like a bunch of speeches that feel like it's double slinging mud at the other side, but speeches that are about the party ideals and about what it's going to accomplish. You know, for real, yeah. You know, um, and and I think if we if we create that party, um, where 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 it's that value system, 
it, it, it would be unstoppable versus the Republicans because the Republicans are, you know, vulnerable to kind of implode right now, mm-hmm. you know, or vulnerable to, to piece apart. You know, people may feel more independent minded and some of these states may identify more with a Republican that actually chooses to go independent. That's true. Because you might, I mean, that would be the move is to be an incumbent who probably can get your votes and switch to independent. Sure. It would be interesting to see how the conventions go in 2020. Yeah. Which is funny because that means you can basically be like a paid free agent in the Senate. <laughs> you know, like if you're a free agent in the NFL, it means you're not getting a paycheck. Mm-hmm. But if you're independent in the Senate, you're still getting a paycheck. Yep. Bernie. Mm, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, but he's from, uh, what, New Hampshire. I was like, there's no real sports teams up there. No. He's just got, like, a jersey with a lobster on it. (laughs) Or, like, like a mountain, I guess. Like, I guess they hike a lot. Granite. Oh, now I want a lobster roll. Right. But, uh, what, uh, what topics do you have? What's, what's on your mind in the, in the life of Chaz and the, in the current modern era? Uh, what else is going on in America today? There's, there's been talk about a DACA recension. But as of Sunday, around one forty ish Pacific time, there hasn't been anything said about it. So that's something to, to look at. And definitely because Houston is one of those places that has a large uh, uh, immigrant population and, and, and those who have come here from Mexico as well living here. And then there's, I think, I think 15 million people are on DACA right now. Well, I I can't remember if it's either 15 million people are on DACA right now or if there's 15. Yeah, never mind. It is 15 million people are on DACA because there's only 2.4 million people in Houston. So it can't be that. But if the kids who are under DACA get off of DACA while Houston is going on, that is going to severely, severely fuck up their lives. Like they'll go from being able to legally work to not being able to legally work and be put through the same ice system that is just trying to round up immigrants because trump says round up the immigrants round up the immigrants round up the immigrants so and and i think the only reason why trump really wants to do it is because he needs to have a win again because i think he's getting kind of browbeat by everybody after the charlotte thing and you know it's just gonna it's just gonna snowball it's snowballing already and the snowball is huge and if he does that he's gonna be like yeah because you know what even though they're here um i just think they gotta go they gotta go back home yeah and, and it's gonna be wrong and and then we'll we just go through the same cycle again like what the fuck why he can't do this how's this gonna do with his base nothing how's his disapproval ratings i don't know right it's it's gonna be the same thing if he does this but but you have to think about the people it affects and what are they gonna do and and then like what is going to cascade for the reality of the people like if there was a business who you talk about small business owners and he employed these guys and then they go bloop gone they don't have them is that place going to be able to find the right people to work at capacity again right maybe maybe not and then what happens if they start getting poor service people stop spending money there and then they got to close down and you know what that means that means whoever supplies their food whoever is the truck driver for that job is going to lose money and how much is that going to cascade into like another economic collapse a a small one at least like yeah 
Well, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm always hopeful that the economy can can stay nonpartisan and, and continue to grow, mm-hmm. you know, because I think we definitely need a strong economy and get, get more higher paying jobs so that, um, you know, it's definitely one element that can get people out of poverty. For uh, sure. Obviously, bringing down housing prices would be the other, but that seems to be kind of the counterintuitive to how the markets are growing. So Yeah, ex- the, the houses are very regional. Like, Seattle is like, but, you know, Kansas is like, oh, yeah, I can buy this house for $100,000. Yeah. But then, yeah, you live in, you live in Kansas. <laughs> this is why they don't like us coasters. Oh, yeah. this, <laughs> this is exactly why they're like, you think you're better than us because you live near water. <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> it's Can- I mean, I guess Kansas is probably beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful country. I like Kansas. I'm no, pretty- no, it's okay. I have friends who moved here from Kansas. They're like, we like it here much better. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy Kansas. I think Kansas is great. They put out some great uh, college teams. I watch their sports. Yeah, go Kansas. Be a thing. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I guess you're right. Yeah, housing costs is regional. But uh, it's definitely, but I mean, it's changing where you you can live. Yeah, and it, it does change your opportunity too. <clears throat> and definitely all the big opportunities are going to be happening in cities because that's where like the uh, the hyper trading of information and innovation and development is happening and just isn't happening in you know Beaumont Montana <laughs> and watch I watch something later like in Beaumont Montana they're starting something like uh they're doing like a startup. There's a Beaumont startup. <laughs> Watch That's every- cool, man. Shout out to Beaumont. <laughs> Dude, they, I want them to have their startups. Heck yeah. You know, Beaumont, Montana. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, I guess you're right. It's a big country. It's got a lot of different uh, regional kind of profit structures. The economy as a whole, it's kind of interesting that we even collectively call it a U.S. economy, given that idea that the different people live under different circumstances with, you know, different qualities of life. Yeah. Different requirements and whatnot. Like one time, <clears throat> like when we were first doing the show and I was looking up a lot of the different stats of what is the main um, economy or what is the basis of the economy in each state. And a lot of them were like coal, like coal, 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 coal. I was like, damn. And then another one was like, all, 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 all. And I'm like, uh, okay <laughs> that's when and i was like okay so the fossil fuels thing is like this and then i went to washington and it's all like computers and technology and i'm like go figure <laughs> yeah 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 i know well that's true i mean and there is some innovation on the interior and in, in some of the technology fields and mm-hmm. it's definitely where they build some of the like more technology parts of like airplanes and things and c- certain computer components but like yeah so what i do like that's happening is nashville tennessee is starting to become a tech hub of sorts okay and nashville tennessee is in is like it's a beacon of the south but it's also like a chill part of the south too right it's kind of like in, in I guess it's the Kenny Chesney to the Garth Brooks of like, okay, I know. Okay, okay, that's a niche. Yeah, shout out to country music. <laughs> that's solid. That's a solid idea. Uh, but yeah, no, Nashville's cool. I had a friend lived there for a few years. Uh, good music scene. You know, got the sports team. Got an NFL squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got uh, a history. 
you know, long history with different types of music kind of coming out of there, different artists that have been from there. Um, and then I guess, yeah, it's got a reasonably affordable system of, of places you could live. But then I, I do know that the, it's, it's getting more expensive probably to live there. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely it's going through the Seattle effect, the Portland effect. Yeah. The San Francisco effect. Like all those places are going to do that once tech gets into an area, the economy will explode. So everything will go up. Yeah. Like it is inevitable. Like but technology equals gentrification right now. I guess that's the, the, the system that built Bellevue. Yeah. You know, and like, like Bellevue was built by Redmond because no one wanted to live in Redmond at the time. <laughs> so they went to Bellevue and like spent their tech money. And like, that's why Bellevue has like a downtown now, mm-hmm. you know, and has like literal like skyscrapers. Yeah. So, uh, that's tech money. I mean, you wouldn't have that, you know, a suburb like that unless, unless you spread out the tech money. Yeah. So Al Gore, watch out. They're going to be encroaching on your house. <laughs> he invented the internet <laughs> oh because he's from tennessee <laughs> yeah that's true well uh i did mention portland earlier and that's because i went down to portland to go on an epic annual camping trip and the camping trip was beautiful we stayed along a river uh the clackamas river along it uh it runs you know in the east of portland mostly and uh, and it was beautiful, and I wanted to talk a little bit about the lovely thing called camping and campgrounds. Your favorite kind of campgrounds, uh, Chaz. What's your uh, what's your experience in camping? Are you are you uh, a, an avid camper, or have you only gone camping a few times? What's your deal with camping? I've gone camping once, one time, but it was awesome. I would do it again. Ten out of ten would do it again. Where did you uh, Where did you end up camping at? Uh, close to Wenatchee, um, across the mountains, really close to Leavenworth. Okay, okay, doing okay, just some outdoor hiking around creeks and stuff. Yeah, we walked around a little bit. Mostly, we just stayed at the campsite. You know, smoked a little bit, drank, cool. played some, played some card games, talked around the fire, made, you know camp food some burgers some brats some you know all right all right all right so you got okay so you got the general camp experience oh hell yeah i need to do it again i you know what that just reminds me i need to save up for camping gear for next year oh my god i have to save up for so much oh yeah (laughs) there's i mean there's a lot there's places you can get it uh, at reasonable prices and used and different things like that people probably have equipment they can loan you but uh mm-hmm. so i grew up in the olympic peninsula which is one of the national parks and so camping was kind of a way of life out there so we went camping all the time we mm. would we would literally on a friday night if there wasn't like any like parties or like cool things going on movies mm-hmm. or whatever uh a couple homies would just grab some tents and you would just drive the 30 minutes into the park and stay by some lake Oh you know, shit! That's grab, damn. Gra- grab a boombox and a bunch of batteries and some fucking fishing poles. Oh shit! That's we, legit. And we would just sit out there and waste time. And so you know, I camped just on the reg. You know, Hell yeah. And then you know, I got up to the point where I had a uh, a specifically sized backpack that would go for you know four to five days, so that I could pack it full of dehydrated food and mm-hmm. my tent, and then like get one of the mummy bags that you can like crush down so it doesn't take up a lot, all of your bag and like and then hike in somewhere like four or five miles oh wow okay. and then you camp for a few days oh shit or you hike deeper or like whatever and you get to like viewpoints and stuff 
and really experience kind of like being in nature. So I did a few of those. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, you can do a lot of that in, um, the Olympic forest and the Olympic national park. And then you can do a lot of it kind of in the North Cascades, which is kind of the area, uh, North of Seattle and to the East and then all the way up to the Canadian border. Mm. And in those places, um, you know, uh, if I just look at the map here, you got like Clear Creek Campground, Kulshan Campground, which is along a lake, Shannon Creek Campground, Marble Creek Campground. So there's a bunch of campgrounds in those type of areas like the North Cascades. And then uh, down in Oregon, uh, east of Portland, they have all along um, the the Cascades and like uh, Mount Hood area. There's, there's different camping sites. And then along the rivers that kind of end up being tributaries to the to the portland water system a lot of that's camping and uh and then where you were kind of in the eugene area yeah down in southern oregon just along the forests and stuff and the along the cascades and the foothills of the cascades uh people go camping and like yeah it's just a good way to kind of get away from this urban uh set of you know headline news every Mm -hmm. 15 minutes and like uh, get get down to to more socializing with the people that you you want to be hanging out with in that setting, you know, because you're Hell gonna, yeah. you know you're gonna be around each other for a while. And but yeah, no, uh, I think a shout out and respect to camping for our kind of like chill out uh, topic to not uh, always give us heartburn about the things we talk about. Right, exactly, and also added to camping if you can't do camping but you want to get away, do a beach house. To a beach house, yeah, yeah, along a coast, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've done a bunch of beach houses here in uh in Oop. the area. Okay, okay. The beach, the beach house is out in the uh, the coast of uh, Washington. Uh, yeah, I went to like La Push once. Okay. Um, I went to a place that was close to Tacoma. I can't remember the name of it. I think it was La Connor actually. And then down, we went to Florence, Oregon. We went down for the eclipse. So, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, the uh, Florence, Oregon's a good one. Uh, I like I like the the coast out there. Yeah, the uh, the sea stacks out just off the coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you do the uh, the Washington coast, the part that's part of the national park, uh, it's basically a hike that goes for probably you know seventy miles um, if you started at the very beginning of it. But um, yeah, you just hike along the water, and if you pick the right time of the year, you can time out the tides. And you can hike all day and get a lot of ground, see a lot of different area. Oh, wow. And then find spots above the beach that you can camp so that when the tide comes in, you're not down there with all the logs and stuff. And then in the morning, you get up and you get back down on there and you get a full day of hiking as the tide recedes. Oh. And, like, uh, it's some of the most beautiful hiking you'll ever do. It's it's long slogs because you're hiking along the, the coast so it's kind of slow mm-hmm. but uh but yeah you can you can get you can get pretty far and uh and see some pretty cool things and part it's pretty pretty untouched ultimately you know it's nice. never really been developed or anything so and we can thank teddy roosevelt for that hi, hi. making a national park but uh what other topics uh do you have or anything kind of on your mind to uh finish out the show man uh as as we we left the windows open because it was a hot august day and apparently the cops are uh taking care of something in our neighborhood indeed which is funny because we're on the roof you know you think you wouldn't hear the cops like so far <laughs> down on million dollar chaz tower but you know <laughs> whatever 
<clears throat> I don't know. The cops got to do their job, I guess. I know, I know. I guess. I know. We live in such a nice neighborhood, too. It's surprising. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh it, what w- what's on your mind for for the final segments? You know what what is on my mind? I don't actually have much prepared for this one. Yeah, you so just you mm-hmm. join your time off and then you return to the to the grind. Yeah. Got back into that. Uh I guess ultimately uh I I I just kind of keeping an eye on this whole diplomatic situation with russia yeah and then i'm also keeping an eye on um this whole north korea missile uh slash uh nuclear um test kind of series of events mm-hmm. I'm, yeah the thing that happened today i wonder if it's posturing or it actually did it right right i mean at this point all of it is scary yeah you know i mean because they've clearly done some escalation of their militarization in that area that they're able Mm -hmm. to even conduct these tests and we're we're admitting that they are doing it so it must be happening to some degree you know for sure uh but yeah i mean i'm just kind of keeping track of that and just kind of noticing that uh as uh our national problems kind of stem from uh very similar differences mm. in the way that we conduct business with places like North Korea, the way North Korea conducts business with us. You know, you have this kind of bully mentality of people that don't feel like they have enough power. Mm. And and they use whatever tools that they're at their disposal. And one of the unifying elements of that tool that they s- tend to kind of use is fear. Mm. You know, North Korea wants us to fear them uh Pulling up at any moment with a nuclear bomb and, and taking some Western culture thing city out. Uh, and it's the same way that um, the alt left and the marches we saw in Charlottesville want to see large groups of people pushed out and, and, and then, you know, ultimately eliminated mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in, a, in a different fashion, but in a similar way out of their sphere. Yeah. No longer part of their sphere. And so this kind of bully mentality just carries its its weight throughout um, local um, problems in politics and then regional, national, and now international. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ultimately, in the, you know, all within the time period that we're watching this um, cosmic event, you know, just kind of a cosmic signature event. Yeah. And And ultimately, you know, something that happens pretty regularly, you know, over the ocean and such. Yeah. Um, just this specific path this time was was remarkable. Um but uh but but yeah, it's interesting that, that the, the the line of, of the tool of fear used by groups that are um feeling the, the lack of power is just this constant um element and, and response or byproduct. Mhm. You know, and it's kinda it's kind of annoying. You know, it's making us to a degree uh, not necessarily unafraid as we are, uh, our senses dulled to fear. Like, we're almost too apathetic to the situation to be afraid, you know. And so we're not even going to be afraid. It's n- it's not ultimately that we're so brave that we're unafraid, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just ultimately that we're getting all of this shit at such a high degree from so many angles yeah that we're just whatevering it you know but ultimately yeah, a little bit ultimately it's 
all pretty scary shit Mm -hmm. you know other than the eclipse which was just kind of like a hey you know uh everything else we're talking about is 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 scary shit you know um a bunch of refugees essentially of a of a weather aftermath having to all of a sudden find themselves no longer citizens or path to citizens yeah is 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 an uprootment you know and that's you know a terrible thing and 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 the fact that you know the the response like to these weather events needs to be more kind of science and the fact that yeah. this administration is so against science it's it's, it's scary because w- we need to know if if we need to eliminate where Houston and places like Miami are ultimately if people are just going to continually need to be killed and or trillions of dollars spent to retain what a chunk of land that may ultimately succumb to the that's the ironic thing about houston because houston is a big city but a good bulk of their economy comes from the petrol industry oh okay and the petrol industry one might argue is one of the leading causes of uh, overall warming of the planet and if you didn't know the reason why hurricanes exist or tropical typhoons, which is their um, scientific name, because a hurricane in uh, the Pacific Ocean is a typhoon for right. some reason, but it's still the same storm or type of storm, I should say. Yeah. And uh, it happens because and it always happens during the summertime in their respective hemispheres. It's because that's when it's the warmest and hurricanes come in to cool the earth down. So, and, and here's the thing, you know, when I think global warming will really hit, when we actually have to categorize <laughs> a category six storm. Oh, right. Which, well, yeah, which was all the headline this, this week was whether or not Ivan or whatever the new one is called. Harvey. Well, no, right now there is no category six designation. Oh yeah. Yeah. But there was a, a building storm, uh, that Irma that they were wondering if it was, if it was going to lead to. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was the next. But you're right. Yeah, the potential of it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So if basically if a category, basically I think a category five storm is a uh, 170 mile power for winds. Um, and higher. Uh, the it, five p.m. Irma already had sustained 130 miles. But it is still very early. Category five storm would be a one eighty. And one eighty, okay. Yeah. Because I think that's the highest thing that we've seen so far. Yeah. And so something was like two hundred miles or two hundred and ten miles per hour. That's probably telling you that we we are it's getting too warm at that point, and you probably might call that a category six storm. Yeah. And that would be a big event, and then that would whoever is president like the paris agreement and like that whole thing like maybe that would be more strictly enforced yeah and because you know big events like these yeah it's um we can definitely have a we definitely have to think about the people and you just have to think about how things like that are just going to keep cascading across the whole world if uh yeah yeah and I mean the other thing like that we were talking about as far as like the North Korea problem like it, 
it's not necessarily possible to keep nuclear weapons out of the hands of potentially every human on earth eventually mm -hmm. no you for know, sure it's just a technology ultimately if it's it's been it's a proven technology at this point because we've seen it in action and so that being said ultimately people can pursue it scientifically and come to their own conclusions in their own development and eventually build it and so this idea of control really only works if the global level of cooperation is is there mm -hmm. you know and as long as that you know is kind of fading or, or breaking apart you know you really can't continue to maintain the idea of total nuclear isolation and understanding of where all the nukes are you know and that's ultimately kind of the beginning of every uh dystopian novel mm -hmm. you know some degree you know or video game series <laughs> oh yeah no Hunger uh, Games, y'all. All right, man. Well, uh, what's uh, what's a good website again? They the people can can check out to uh, to to grow their brain or, or lead uh, lead on in the fight. Is there a, is there a certain um, uh, documentary or anything you've seen this week that you want to uh, pass along to listeners as we hit the uh, end of the show? Sure. Um, uh Crash Course has been doing a, a series on uh, different myths and stuff. So if you've ever wanted a Crash Course on like Greek mythology or Roman mythology or Norse mythology, Egyptian mythology, to go through it, and now they're getting into like you know heroes like Hercules and okay, and you uh, breaking down and uh, yeah, that's good to uh, to to understand kind of cultures of past and kind of an idea of. And you, you can you can definitely identify pieces of ourselves in their own mythologies. Oh yeah, for sure. Just based on the the amount of uh, of importance we give to certain elements and things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, I guess as always, I'll just tell you to uh, you know support your 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 local media source that's that's giving you the the fair and opinionated news. Unless they're owned by some clear media. Yeah, that's not the one. Don't local local that's what i'm saying go to your local sources meet your local people that are running blogs support them whatever just just uh help help pass along uh, honest journalism uh i think i think we're losing sight of what that means and i think it's been a big part of of this country when it's worked at, at its best and uh, i want honest journalism to to be a pursuit so uh support those that are telling the truth locally Start locally. Yes. There we go. Start locally. Eat locally. And yeah, and yeah, cook yourself some good food. You know, I hear quinoa is good. No. <laughs> <laughs> quinoa is all right. Quinoa is popular. You know what? Put in some chicken broth. Yeah, you can pretty much put it in anything, uh, or with anything, right? It's because it's just mm -hmm. a thing. Uh, well, yeah, man. Uh, you can always get a hold of me at uh, C Town Mayor on the Twitter sphere. Uh, I'm out there um, tweeting about once every two weeks, but you know when I when I when I go, I go hard. I'll shoot, shoot out like five. There you go. Over the course of a day, and then and then be gone for a few weeks. But uh, but get at me. Eventually, I'll, uh, I'll 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 start being more prevalent on there as I follow these issues. Um, and uh, and tell me about your favorite camping spot. Where where have you gone camping? Where should we tell Chaz? To go, he's gonna. He, where, where should his number two camping spot be? Tweet at me at Sea Town Mayor, or you could tweet Chaz himself at C R S I I 
and you might see me if I sometimes I will click on those hashtags that are trending and then one of them was like you're real growing up when you and then they're like stop being a snowflake about different ideas and I'm all like or they're like we need a safe space to have you good ideas and I and I was like oh no oh no I gotta say something I'm compelled to so you might see me do that from time to time otherwise uh, I'll just be my snarky self on the internet criticizing things that I think are wrong and should be fixed that's the way to go all right uh take care of yourselves and those around you we're out peace Shout out to the Mahdi's My bloodline runs deep